Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. This too shall pass. Over? Why did I say over after pass? Over. Because part of the time of this corona seclusion where we're all bound to our homes just happens to be during Easter for the Christians and Passover for the Jews. However, what if you don't celebrate either? Or what if you'd like to celebrate both? I did, as I was becoming deeper in my Christian faith and knowing that Jesus was Jewish, I wanted to know more about Passover. What did he celebrate? Did he celebrate Passover? Of course he did. Ever from the time he was a young Jewish boy, every year they would have Passover. Let's see, what could that mean? Wow, how appropriate for today. Even if we never celebrated one of these holidays when we were children, most of us have at least seen or watched the Ten Commandments. We've watched Charleston, Heston, and we've watched all of the big events that have happened. But the greatest, of course, was when the Jews were led out of bondage in Egypt. And one of the things that had come upon them, several plagues, and that's appropriate for today, one of these was the death plague. And for Passover, which is a Jewish holiday, we celebrate the remembrance of the exodus of the Jews from Egypt, freedom from oppression. It's also known as the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. And like Easter, Passover is movable in when it is celebrated because as a holy celebration, there's no fixed date, but it is a festival dependent upon the phases of the moon. And it can take place anywhere over eight days for Passover. So when I wanted to know more about this Jewish tradition, after all, Jesus was a Jew, as I said, I went to some of my Jewish friends and some of my Messianic friends. What does that term mean? Messianic after Messiah means Jewish people who have come to Christ and are now Jewish Christians. Can there be such a thing? Well, some of the traditionalists and some of the diehards would say, no, it's either one or the other. But if you think about our Judeo-Christian values, we all come from the same root. The Torah, the first five books of the Bible that we study, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, that's part of our Bible as well. As a matter of fact, one of my husband's Jewish friends, Michael, asked him one time, he said, why don't you just leave our book alone? Why don't you just have your New Testament and leave our Old Testament out of this? I said, because we're built on the Jewish faith. It took me a long time of study and understanding to even believe all of this because I was a little girl that grew up where we went to Sunday school and church on Sundays and on Easter. We got new shoes, maybe a new dress, a new purse, and certainly chocolate Easter bunnies, maybe M&Ms. And after church, we would have a big family dinner, but we might have said a little prayer 
That's about as far as it went, though. I didn't know for sure what Easter was until it came time in our study as maybe junior high or freshman year in high school, where we started learning about this three days where Jesus died on Friday night, was buried, and the resurrection took place on Sunday morning. I didn't know what all of that meant until I was at the end of my own pitiful life and didn't even want to live anymore. And I cried out to some of these things that just came to mind from my teaching when I was a little girl. So as long as my parents were faithful to at least get me into church, I heard the word. But now that I was an adult and had come to Christ who saved my life literally, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, I wanted to know more about Easter and Passover. And why was this plague, this virus, so to speak, that was cast upon the firstborn males in Egypt— where the Jews were now in capture and where they were having to be the slaves, it would pass over the houses that were sprinkled by the blood. So they would put it on the doorposts of their homes, and this meant they were Jewish, and God would allow the plague not to hit these firstborn males as had been ordained by the leadership there. So the freedom from oppression, known as the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and like Easter, too, we know that they're celebrated at the same time of year, mostly. And when I wanted to know more and I came to my friends that knew more, I learned that Passover is also called Pesach in Hebrew, and there is a Seder festival, that's S-E-D-E-R, where it's a family meal that is shared on either the first or the second night of Passover, and I was actually invited several times and got to go and be a part of this. Now, some people would say, well, that's not a good Christian thing, and the Jews may say, well, Christian can't come in and celebrate the Seder. Well, I did, and I loved it. So whether you celebrate Easter or Passover or neither, we get to know some very important things that lead up to both. For Passover, a Jewish holiday, we celebrate the remembrance, as we said, for the exodus of the Jews from Egypt, and they're celebrating the traditions that bring unity and understanding with our Messianic or Christian Jewish friends. And the season's a great motivator in that it brings us together to appreciate our differences, but we all celebrate a common bond and being a teacher myself in high school, having taught kids that were all faiths, I loved it when they would bring in something for a speech or a demonstration or something that maybe we were studying in literature, and they could tell about their history, their celebrations, and even their religion. This is what many teachers don't know. If it's part of the lesson plan, it can be brought in. So as I was growing up with the Easter bunny and the eggs and all of the chocolate and things like that, Many of my Jewish students, who were part of more of an Orthodox belief, grew up with the Seder and with the celebration of Passover. When we went to the Holy Land, there was a big group of us, and Bud and I just migrated to this rabbi and his wife. We wanted to know everything that they felt and believed from the Jewish faith about the different places. When we went to Masada, where the Jews were again held and many times slaughtered, they told us weeping all about it. And when they went with us to the Christian sites, 
we would tell them what we felt and how it affected us and where Jesus had walked. But when we all went to the one area where we look and believe the Messiah, for us, we believe he will return. They believe that this is where the Messiah will come. And I said teasingly to them, you will look up and there will come the Savior. And you will say, oy vey, it was Jesus after all. They had a great sense of humor and they laughed. Nancy, his wife, and I became really good friends. And we can celebrate our differences. We believe as Christians that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. And yet we also know that the Jews originally were the chosen people, and many say that we're the Christians who have been grafted in. And so the one thing that we do know is during this time of this coronavirus, we are all locked in and slaves. And if we could put a little blood splatter on our doorpost that would keep it from hitting our household, most of us would do that just to say, well, it can't hurt, can it? Well, the one thing I know that when we're covered as Christians by the blood of Christ, we don't have to fear death because we know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Christ himself told us this. We know that he gave of himself on Good Friday where he allowed himself to be crucified. And at the end, after he had the vinegar upon the hyssop in his mouth, he said, it is finished. His work here during his lifetime of 33 years was over. And now we pick up from there as all of the disciples and the women were the first to see him that Easter morning. They were the first to go to the tomb. The Mary, the the prostitute, so to speak, has been Mary Magdalene by his side and in his group all of these years. And he presented himself to her first. And she knew him and recognized him finally after mistaking him as the gardener. And she knelt and said, Rabboni. She knew that he was indeed Christ, and he was the rabbi, the teacher. And all that they had learned and all that they knew now had to be given to all of those who were coming to understand who Christ was, what this thing called the way was, and how the tomb had been empty, that he was resurrected. And yet he presented himself to over 500 people during his short time there. And yet there was despair even with his disciples on hearing and knowing of his death until they went to the tomb and it was empty. My husband and I and many of you listening have had the privilege of going to the Holy Land and seeing the tomb is indeed empty. And we know because our heart is full that Christ has come to live in us and we live for him and therefore Easter becomes sacred. Not anymore the Easter bunny and the chocolate and the new clothes for Sunday school and the Easter bonnet. No, instead we know that we have new life, a resurrected life in Christ as our Jewish friends celebrate Passover because they have been passed over by the death plague as it was called in Israel. I don't know what this virus is holding. We don't see it as a death plague except for those who have died. I'm sure they would, 
But we pray that God will reveal us with a more clear vision of what he would have us to do, how we, how we can worship more. We can draw closer to Christ. We can use new ways to minister to others. We take our boat out this coming Easter, and we're going to be ministering to those of different faiths all up and down the, rip, the water here on the lake. And many of you are having phone conferences and writing and talking and This is a chance to tell all of your family, your family members, those you are Skyping with or on Zoom with, and all of your meeting planners, the things you've had to cancel. Explain to them why the resurrection is the most important thing in our faith. If you don't know the power of the resurrection in your life, if you have not had and known that birth that Christ said you can have, it's as easy as even an ABC for a child. A child can admit when they've done wrong. So can we. We know we have all sinned. B, can we believe that Jesus loved us so much, that God loved us and sent him, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life? That's John 3.16. The next verse says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And when we ask him to be Lord of our life, especially right now as we're quarantined, if I didn't wake up every morning and just have the praise and the beauty of God and time to study and read with my husband and call and talk with friends and have Bible studies over the phone and to have Zoom lines where we can even do Bible studies and see each other, if I didn't have all of this, I feel like I would be lost and it would all be for naught. But it's not, my friends. This is a time of isolation, just as the Jews were isolated in Egypt, just as Paul was isolated as he was arrested and yet wrote many of the books of Bible from prison, and just as Christ was condemned and walked that lonely Via Della Rosa to the cross where he willingly faced it, because each of our sins has been nailed to that cross No matter what our faith or lack thereof, he died for each one of us. And that's why we celebrate Easter. And that's why I wanted to know what Jesus celebrated as a little boy. And it was Passover. And the Jews still celebrated Passover. And the Christians began celebrating a new type of Passover. And we just happened to call it Easter. I prefer to call it Resurrection Sunday, because Easter, the word and some of the background of it does indeed have some pagan origins, but that's for another time, another place. Look that up. It's really interesting. Better than that, go to the scripture about how on Thursday, which was their different day during Passover, of course, but that's where he told his disciples, I must be leaving you. And that's where he broke the bread and he passed the wine. And that's where they celebrated the first of the Lord's Supper. Today, we celebrate in our own homes because we won't be going to church or synagogue. It's been forbidden to gather. Many of our ancestors, both Jewish, Christian, and otherwise, have often been restricted, incarcerated, forced by the government to hide. Even our Chinese brothers and sisters have underground church. They're never permitted to openly have celebrations and the Lord's Supper. Think about that this week as we are all 
in some type of quarantine, or if you're listening to this many days or weeks or years later, at least think back upon it. And if you've never trusted in Christ as your Savior, this is the best time to do it. Easter can be your second birthday. Father God, we come to you today celebrating life, new life. You are the giver of life. You give life abundantly, and you have come that we might celebrate that someone else took our sins upon the cross, your son that you sent, that had to be separated from you for that time. Thank you, God, that you gave your very best. Can we do no less for you? Thank you that we can celebrate the greatest gift the world has ever known. I pray for anyone listening to this, Lord, that they would just take this challenge, try him and see, ask Jesus to show you if he's real or not. And if not, you have nothing to lose, but I believe he will be faithful and you will see, wow, oy vey, it was Christ after all. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for listening. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.